0: Hello again, everyone. I'm Matt Laughlin. Welcome to the official Devils podcast. As we continue in our pause phase of our lives, we hope that you and yours are safe and healthy during this COVID-19 crisis. But we are pleased to be able to bring you this podcast. And I'm joined by my colleague, my co-host on the podcast, Amanda Stein. Amanda, welcome.
1: Thanks very much, Maddie. Great to see, well, to talk to you again, anyways.
0: <laughs> Fair enough. We, uh, we see with our ears on this podcast. Chris Westcott joins us as well. Chris, thanks very much for your time.
2: Thanks, Maddie. Excited to be here. Excited to uh, talk with someone uh, new that we haven't talked to in a little bit, so it's going to be fun. Yes.
0: Well, and that is our guest, the Devils defenseman, Connor Carrick, who joins us. Connor, from where? Are you still in New Jersey, or have you gone back to your off-season home?
3: Went back to Chicago, figured, uh, uh, wasn't sure, wasn't sure the travel restrictions. So uh, New York city, New Jersey was a little hot there for a bit. It it seemed, and, and felt, you know, Chicago be a good spot to set up um, home base for now.
0: I'm going to ask you that question again, because your audio cut out, we won't do it all the time, but since we're here in the beginning, um, Let's uh, let's start it again. You want to just start it again? Then let's just do it right from the top. Yeah, let's start
2: it again. Yeah. Matty, let's uh, also uh, we're branding this the Devils Pausecast. I saw
0: that. Yeah, the Pausecast. I just saw your uh, and no, I did not know. So all right, let's just start it from the top. Blaine, we're good. All right, here we go. In three, two, one. Hello again, everyone. I'm Matt Lachlan. Welcome to the official Devils Pausecast as the National Hockey League is taking a pause and. Life, of course, affected by the COVID-19 crisis. We hope that you and yours are safe and practicing the appropriate social distancing, washing your hands, singing happy birthday twice, making sure you do all the things necessary to stay healthy during this crisis. But we do move on with our podcast, our pause Cast, and we are very pleased to welcome Amanda Stein. Amanda, you're joining us from north of Montreal. How are things by you?
1: Uh, doing well. I'm up at my parents' country house, sort of isolating here. And as we know from prior experiences, my internet is less than stellar here. So I literally sent all the kids in the house outside so that nobody except for me was uh, on the internet. And I'm not even sure this is going to work.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll keep our fingers crossed. Has the thaw begun north of Montreal?
1: Not at all. There's a ton of snow here. Um, So the kid we made a a toboggan run that goes from the top of the hill all the way down to the lake with a couple trees in the way. So the kids are enjoying that. And really that's the most important part now, especially when you've got kids in the house, to just make sure their lives are as normal and fun as possible.
0: Also joining us is Chris Westcott. And Chris, of course, has done some of these pause podcasts previously and Chris thank you very much you stayed in New Jersey how are things by you
2: well at the day of recording this uh, pause cast uh, sunny beautiful outside great day in Jersey City um, went for a walk with the dog and stayed at least six feet apart from people but got a chance to enjoy the sun a bit so not as snowy as where Amanda is located currently but uh, very nice nonetheless a beautiful day in, in
0: Jersey City no question. Uh, this area, the metropolitan area, enjoying some warm temperatures and some sunshine. And we now welcome in our guest, the Devils defenseman, Connor Carrick. And Connor, I wonder, first off, thank you for joining us. But secondly, did you stay in New Jersey, or did you and your wife, Lexi, make your way to your off-season home?
3: Of course, guys. Um, it's good to, good to talk to you guys again. It's been uh, yeah. it's been interesting. Me and Lexi staring at each other quite a bit, and, and Hoagie always says so much. So... We, um, we were hanging out in Jersey there for, for a couple days after the canceled game against uh, Carolina. I guess pause game is the right way to put it. And then, you know, decided it would be best to, to head back west and, and set up shop in Chicago and um, just wait and see how, you know, COVID-19 runs its course and how the NHL, you know, responds to it.
0: How are you responding to this Sudden stop. I mean, we thought that maybe we would experience something like this uh, the day that we were scheduled, as you said, to play Carolina. Columbus was prepared to play in front of an empty arena. Those games never were played because Gary Bettman decided to pause things and everything just started to domino after that. So how odd has this been for you and what are you doing to stay busy? It's
3: It's been, you know, hopefully it's one of one in, in terms of uh – It's totally unprecedented. It's something I've never experienced in my career, hope to never, you know, have to again. It's been a little bit of a holding pattern. Access to ice is, you know, next to impossible. All the rinks are shut down here in Chicago. Um, I've tried to be as safe as possible, just being on the East Coast, you know, being in in kind of the hotbed New York City, New Jersey area. I wanted to, when we came home, just uh, be as healthy as possible, stay away from people, um, you know, to kind of do our – take care of our civic responsibility. And then you know, really, just been trying to maintain health. So, proceeding as if it's sort of like a, a summer program in which you're able to start to heal up a bit from you know the the travel and the long nights and the and the hits from behind and that. Um, but with a little bit of revving in the engine, just in case you know we were to get an email uh, that says, "Hey, in 14 days we're going to play you know games in the National Hockey League again." So a little bit of a holding pattern, but it's a good test of of professionalism and really just enjoying the the journey of it, you know, with, with the gold being a little abstract right now.
0: Amanda.
1: Sorry, Uh, Connor. I mean, you do a lot of work with mental health and just, you know, making sure not only your body is healthy, but your mind is healthy. How has this challenged you and maybe how you've seen this experience challenge others around you and how has that inspired you to continue your work with mental health and wellness.
3: All right, now, now we're getting into the nitty gritty. Um, I would say there is just, a, you're, you're kind of, I am anyway, personally riding the wave of emotions that we as a society are. Um, this is going to be the the economic repercussions, uh, just the, the break in routine for a lot of people is really challenging um, to ride. And I kind of feel the ups and downs of, of loved ones. You know, for example, uh, my wife's family's in the restaurant business, interesting time for the restaurant business. Um, you know, so you, you kind of hear and, and, and feel uh, the emotional pull that other people are going through. And I guess part of it uh, on my end is trying to, as a, as a professional athlete, you are a leader in your community. So trying to, let people see in the ups and downs that I'm going through um, discussing kind of how I'm trying to navigate and interact with those, you know, emotions and, and, and different uh, things that go through my head in a day. And then also, you know, I'm trying to create more and more out of that, like fearful, what does this mean zone of, of living for me and my loved ones and trying to get into a stage in which I can be productive and, 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 create something positive, which, you know, I know we're going to get to it. I'm, I'm trying to launch a podcast on Friday. That's something I've been really passionate about for quite some time. Um, you know, I was super nervous once I Instagrammed about it, let my, you know, the cat out of the bag. Uh, and then, you know, hyper excited, excited about it today. And I think that just speaks to the emotional volatility of going through a worldwide, you know, pandemic really.
2: Let's talk about that a little bit, Connor, your podcast, because, when the last time we talked on this podcast, you were really excited about podcasting. You had a lot of good questions for us. Even even when we stopped rolling, we had a chance to talk for a few moments. When the season's paused and you're resetting and you're determining, this is what I want to do now. I want to move forward with it. How quickly did that come together for you? And what has the process been like to get it off the ground the last couple of weeks?
3: A lot of it was internal, just deciding I really wanted to do this. Um, you know evaluating if I was ready for uh to take on a new challenge in my life or if I was just bored because there is a difference um, my goal is to you know create as much uh positivity to to make this podcast a tool for learning uh for our listener in a way that I want to give what I've gotten out of my favorite podcast if that if that makes sense I really think it's something I've used as a tool in my life and in my career and my, in my relationships to, um, refine some things, reframe the way I uh, look at the world. Uh, you know, maybe think of certain things differently, you know, whether that's adding something to my morning routine or creating, for example, a, a not to do list. Um, these are things I've added to my life that have had, you know, great benefit. And my goal is to, you know, Talk with my guests and kind of unearth some things that you know can be useful to my listeners someday, it's really soon, Friday. <laughs> so,
2: well, that's that's great to hear. In addition to the podcast, and you've mentioned the word access a few times at the start of this one, um, tick tock. <laughs> uh, I want to ask you about tick tock, that's something that goes back to the start of this season. I think in the summer, you had been tweeting with NJ Devil, the devil's mascot, about getting your TikTok up and rolling. And now that you've had a, a few extra moments to yourself to really get it off the ground, your tiktok has been, uh, I don't want to say viral, but it's, it's hovering towards viral. I, you just talk about TikTok and launching that and getting involved and having Lexi as well, get involved with that because it's been fun to watch from far
3: different, different channels, different beasts, um, different outlets for creativity. Really? Um, you know, the podcast will be a little bit, uh, Higher level thinking, trying to, to think big, use the power of story to, to reconnect different things that, um, you know, whether they're themes in my life or something I wanna learn about my guest. TikTok is simply trying to channel the dancing I do after a win into something else. So, you know, TikTok's a lot of fun. I have no idea what I'm doing. Um, Lexi's our, our, you know, uh, unpaid choreographer, uh, but we've both, you know, consider ourselves pretty rhythmic. We usually try to finish in the top three in terms of effort at every team party on, on the dance floor. So this is just an extension of that.
1: Connor, who would your most, I guess, ideal or your sought after guest would be on your podcast? Like who would you most want to talk to and get to like the bottom of who they are at the core?
3: I created a a dream list this morning. I think it's close to 200 people long um you know I've got a good blend I think of of teammates I've played with uh players that have retired from the game um whether it's different CEOs of companies I support um you know podcasters themselves I think uh you know I don't know that's a that's in in terms of the person um I'd say Tim Ferriss is a big one I, I really look up to he just seems to be really well thought out and and ambitious and focused in a world that is usually 140 characters or less, you know, uh, he certainly has a a interesting blend of versatility and and focus that really draws my attention to him to want to speak with him about just how his head works, how he's built, you know, his empire and, and things like that. What this really comes down to for me was I see, I don't know, I guess I see how much, you know, people are on their, their phones already, um, you know, players video game and things like that. So I just eventually wrap my head around, I really think this is something that can help my my current hockey career and not detract from my dream to you know, continue to grow in this game. Um, let's go with that one. Let's go with Tim Ferriss for now.
0: That's a great guest. You know, you, you hit on having 200 on the list, which I love because in Hollywood, there are, and and my brother-in-law and sister-in-law work in the business they live out in Cali and you know they'll have meetings you know they'll they'll have a meeting that uh, you know you've got to present an idea and sure anyone can present an episode yeah. but what comes back from HBO and companies like that is where is this going to be in 5 years so you got to think it out so you didn't just come up with one guest or two or three you you already have two hundred on your list, so you're already thinking five years down the line unless you're going to do it every day. but if you do a weekly podcast, you've got four years of guests already lined up, which is a pretty cool uh which is a pretty cool yeah, well
3: thing. and that was part of my idea was the sustainability of this um because I think there are really two very different wins on the table. number one is deciding to ambitiously pursue this. Get as, get as hot and heavy as possible, as quickly as possible, and produce, produce, produce during this lull with the idea that it creates something positive for our fans, for our, the listener, uh, in a time where there's a lot of idle minds out there, you know, that can, can I don't know, use some, some sharpening via this form. And then there's also the sustainability of it where, you know, I want this to last 5, 10, 15 years where I think – if i implement it now and get get a rhythm it's something that i can balance with the day to day you know grind of the nhl season i think my listener will um be a little bit more patient given that my schedule is so uh they'll understand it they'll know exactly where and and when i am and they'll know you know if if i say for example i release every monday uh and we're playing a back to back well maybe it's going to get released on tuesday that week you know um and i think that also you know, plays into how I want to build out my first couple of guests. My, my first one sort of an ask me anything just to kind of casually uh, get up and running and, and, and answer to some of the people that I've already engaged with so far. The second is address that same beast is to, I really want to talk with a uh, podcast with my wife, Lexi to say, what is our purpose? What is our goal? And is this worth, um, the sacrifice because anything you do has an opportunity cost. So if we're going to engage in this activity, it's going to take possibly time away from us time away from uh, you know, it could dip into, you know, training if, if not managed, organized properly could take away from, you know, we'd like to have children someday. Like, why is this mission worth pursuing? And I'm interested to see what comes up. Cause we, we talk about it casually a lot, but when the mic's hot, you know, usually you can get to a different level.
2: Connor, you said that one of the hardest parts was just to get going. You Discussing internally whether or not you wanted to actually take the leap and do this. If you had some advice for some other athletes that are out there, maybe thinking, maybe I want to do an ask me anything on Reddit, or maybe I want to do an Instagram story, or or maybe I want to do a podcast or whatever. Do you have a word of advice for some athletes, not not just hockey players, but athletes in general that maybe are – kind of on the fence about that right now
3: I think the two um, reasons athletes shy away um, from an endeavor such as this is one the fear of judgment from management and coaches typically um, the NHL is uh, it demands a lot of your attention if not all of it and it's a job and a career where players and coaches and management take pride in being all in and that means 100% of your wherewithal is, is dedicated to this game and, and to helping your team win and being the best individual piece in that puzzle that you can be. But number one, we are so judged as players on a night in night out basis that that fear, when you really start to dance with it is, is a little unfounded. And that brings me to the second point where you really need to audit your time and, and, and where as a player you're spending your mental and physical resources, because the argument might be that there isn't time or there isn't um, room in the in the schedule without it taking away from something else. I've seen it. I've been on the buses. I've been on the planes. Like players watch a lot of Netflix players watch they're on their phones constantly. There's a lot of video gaming. There's a lot of card playing. There's a lot of, sitting down at a steakhouse on the road, having a two hour dinner, there is time to carve out. Um, you can call it a brand, you can call it a a podcast, you can call it a a social media presence. You can call it really stand by whatever cause you really, you want to. I believe after, you know, kind of looking through and, and just how I spend my time, I believe it's sustainable. I believe it's something that I can tackle.
2: Full disclosure, I'm pretty sure I asked you that on the last podcast we had you on, but the answer was so good, I had to ask again. So thank you for that answer. That's exactly what I want to hear. You know, it's all about carving out time. And do you have that same kind of advice for not even an athlete, just a normal person that's sitting here right now during a pause that maybe can find a little bit more time to, to go after something that they've been thinking about been on the fence about for some time?
3: Well, I think that's a great question. And, you know, Ryan Holiday is an author that I follow a lot and and I've read some of his books and he discusses this topic of a live time versus dead time. So if a live time is, you know, spending a great game of Monopoly with your family where you're all engaged, the phones are away, uh, you know, you're swearing at your dad because he, you know, you landed on boardwalk and he's got hotels on it. You know, like that's, those are memories, right? That's a live time, you know, uh, versus I've, I've tried to reflect on where I, where's the dead time? Like when am I, have I been sitting on my phone, scrolling on Instagram, you know, where your, where your thumbs hurt after, and you look up at the clock and it's been 45 minutes or an hour since you've done anything productive. So I think it's a good time to sort through what am I doing? That's really light me on fire. And where am I going through the motions? Now I think that process for me anyway, can only take place after I've been realistic in my reflection about where I'm at that day. Cause there have been days where, I don't know, I guess, I guess the, the, the day's sort of progressing, maybe it's getting cloudy outside and, and, you know, uh, it's not as easy to be in a good mood and, and the reality of what's going on in the world becomes heavy. Um, so I, I wouldn't say like my advice to to even myself and my friends and family hasn't been, okay, every time you feel bad, just do something on top of it and just sweep all your emotion under the rug. Um, I think I've, my personal advice has been to sit with it, uh, try and understand, you know, maybe where this fear or um, struggle is coming from. And then, you know, once you can kind of address with where you're at, you know, go ahead and, and try and be productive thereafter in the, in the face of, what's going on in the world. Don't you can't run from it. Like you can't just work out all day. You know, you can't just like read a book all day. You can't be go, go, go. Uh at the end of the at some point you'll reach, you know, sort of the end of um your leash on on your ability to to run from what's going on.
1: I, I find that really interesting because I'm up here at my parents' cottage with my two nieces who are 12 and nine and their parents and um, they were always on their screens for the first couple of days as everyone kind of got used to what was going on and how their lives have changed. But then we implemented this rule that between 10.30 in the morning and 4.30 in the afternoon, no screen time. And it just allowed us all, like everybody, to connect on a different level and appreciate each other and doing things that we would not normally have the time to do.
0: Well, I think, you know, we all do struggle with that, how many times we go down the rabbit hole, right? And as Connor, you mentioned, suddenly 45 minutes goes by, and you've done nothing but scroll through Uh, social media and you catch a couple of things that attract your attention, but really it's not productive. But I, you know, I think there is that, you know, there is that balance that you want to be able to use your time productively. You do need to be able to veg out a little bit, but yeah, we're, we're so go, go, go that we think that we don't have that ability to cut back and yet get things done, if you know what I mean. So what I have found that I've done Uh, And and with my job, you know, you're always on what's going on in the NHL. So you're always kind of focused on the latest news thing. Uh, Obviously, that's on pause. And so there are times, I get up in the morning and I'll check to see what might have happened overnight, but I just shut the computer down. It's funny. And I just get at it and I wind up getting a lot done. Obviously, we have time. But, uh, yeah, it's been an interesting experiment. I don't, I, I thought that social media brought us closer as a world than it has. You can stay in contact with friends and family much easier than you you could 35 years ago. But it also has, has pulled us apart. So it's an interesting, it, it'll be interesting to see what else comes out of this. You know, Mad- when we do get back to whatever normal is, what has changed? How have we been affected and impacted by it?
2: Maddie, I think you just open up a whole nother conversation and that's yes. artificial closeness, right? Like you, social media and media and content gives us an ability to connect with people. And and that's what Connor Carrick has been saying all along. That's been his message. That's, that's his journey that he's on right now. But at the same time in in a time of crisis like this, you can't let it pull you apart further than what it, what it can. And I think that's something that I've noticed as well. And, and taking a moment to detox and prioritizing the social media and the connections and the things that I'm doing uh, to make sure that they're the right things and then they're the important things in my life has been something, a bit of a revelation just over the past few days, actually. Maddie, what you're saying. Disconnect. But at the same
0: time, what we do is important. It's important to a lot of people, and by that I mean Connor's performance, as an athlete playing for the New Jersey Devils what we do in reaching out to our fans and connecting with them and that's been taken away from them so there is this tool where we can help maintain their connection to sports and a better world than always worrying about the body bag count etc so there is that balance what we do has value but how do you how do you split your day how how do you take advantage of all that's out there to make uh, everyone a little better. Connor, we didn't, we, you didn't think that we'd get into this philosophical
3: discussion. (laughs) I was ready for this all day. That's, that's why I have 15 cups of coffee in the morning to stay with you. Um, I mean, Matt, you, you, you nailed it. We're all participating in an experiment that we would all agree would be an opportunity to learn a lot about ourselves in terms of, um, but we would never initiate on our own. So none of us would say, you know what I'm gonna do for the next month? I'm gonna completely leave my routine, uh, isolate myself with just me and my immediate loved ones or, or family. And I'm gonna see what I learn about my career, myself, my job, my family. Um, so really that's been, like in terms of the the actual day-to-day has been maintaining some sort of routine to. At the end of the day, I I get paid to be fit to play in the NHL and and be ready to get back on the ice as soon as as tomorrow. And and that's been – I've been attending to that to the best of my ability. But I've also been able to, you know, stand back and kind of see my routine for what it is, what's really helping me, what's kind of noise, uh, what have I – you know, when I was a kid, not done enough of – here, I'll give you an example. So the other day I went out. There's a cul-de-sac out near where I live and you know no one was around i i grabbed my stick hockey uh, my my puck and a and a street stick and i just started working on my hands and picturing plays like i would when i was younger and you know i felt like i had been moving for some time and i was struggling to like play i was i was struggling to just pretend to make plays and and do like the shot you know uh the countdown clock shot in my, in my head, you know, like you do when you were young, I found myself like wanting to do drills, wanting to do like reps and sets. And, and as if, you know, if I put in X, I'll get out Y. And that's not how I developed skill as a young player, you know? So it was kind of something that I was able to re-engage. Like I lost a little touch with the sense of play. I lost a little bit of a sense of touch with, um, the free flowing uh, development that really is, is probably what most of my career is built on. You know, you don't develop skill through like set sets and reps, you know, and, and I was finding that type of creativity and effort to, to sustain. And it's kind of been a little project of mine since, um, since this pause is to re-engage that way, to not make everything so structured um, the way the NHL is. And I, I, it's been really rewarding and just interesting to learn about myself as a, as a person and as an athlete.
1: This might be a big question, but when all this is done, when life returns to some sort of normal, how do you think our world will have changed, Connor?
3: I mean, I, 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 I hope there's not a hangover. You know, in the sense that um, I, I, my my hope is that once COVID runs its course, it's it's in the rear view. It's not something that, you know, smolders and lingers on um, for a, a great length of time. Because I think that's where you'd still get people, you know, feeling weird about holding a door for the next person, you know, going in a restaurant or sitting next to somebody or um, – Hugging a close friend. I don't know. A fear has a, a an interesting way of of interacting with different people. Certain people totally shut down. Certain people are are in denial that anything ever happened. Um. That is a big question in terms of for myself. I think number one, I've started to consider the worst case scenario more often in a way that I think is beneficial. I consider myself an optimist, uh, but also something of this nature has forced me to kind of look at the other side of the coin and say, okay, how? what is the worst that could happen here? And how can I you know, sort of prep myself against that? Um, and I find that that actually is a, a an uplifting exercise. It's not one that, that is overly negative. I just have kind of, I don't know, I guess before I just kind of had my head in the sand and hoped for the best and didn't really consider the worst. Um, I have definitely realized how beautiful, like some of the downtimes are that I miss in a go, go, go world. I consider myself a doer. Uh, I try to race against the day and get as much as I can done. I sometimes would miss like that long morning coffee that I'm able to be a part of right now. You know, I'm able to, um, be around my family for a period of time that this may never happen again over the course of our lives. Uh, so I guess just learning a little bit about myself for the society at large, I hope it just helps us be creative in a way that um, we weren't before to hedge against this sort of uncertainty and and, and will of the world, I guess. I don't know. There, there's, there's multiple prongs to this answer that – I don't want to, you know, keep talking on forever, but from a social economic, you know, standpoint, there's definitely gonna be repercussions for a long time. I just hope it is able to nudge people towards states of uh, gratitude and and initiative more. Really. That's what I hope.
2: Do you think it could also have, you talked about the, the hangover aspect. Maybe let's flip that to the opposite. You, you, let's say however long this lasts sports come back. I almost think they become more of an event. Uh, if yep. people are gonna want to experience that, they're gonna miss that hot dog at a ballpark. They're gonna miss going to a bar to watch game seven of the Stanley Cup final. They're gonna miss those, those events that maybe have become a little bit robotic over the time where you look at your phone and you're reading the stats or reading the articles about something or you're not really enjoying the event itself. Maybe it could have an opposite effect. In terms of sports like that, I I'm curious to know your 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 thoughts on where things are as a society when it comes to sporting events and and large gatherings like that.
3: Well, I mean, we've seen it in the NHL, we've had more lockouts than we're proud of, and the buzz every time in those first couple of games thereafter. You know, it's like a it's like a shook up soda can. You know, people just cannot wait to get their hands on sport again. They cannot wait to you know to watch Nico Hischier come down the wing and put one on the bar and. You know, watch uh, you know, Mackenzie Blackwood come across and have a big glove save. I mean, that's people are starved for it right now. Uh there's certainly gonna be an appetite, I think, right after. And I think um, you know, as as players, I hope we're able to I've never had the door locked on me like this. Like I've never had the the the, the rank totally unavailable to me in a way it's always been there for me, at least since my pro career. Um, and, you know, at some point, no matter how good the food is at the buffet, like, you, you kind of have your fix. You leave eventually, unless you're Mackenzie Blackwood, then you find a way to dig in. But, like, I know even for me as a player, like, I have a total, there's absolutely nothing I can do to get the physical sensation of being on ice right now there's nothing, there's nothing like it. You can, you can rollerblade, you can, you can run outside. There's nothing similar to that glide of being on ice um, and, and powerfully moving across a frozen surface. And I miss it. I miss it in a way that I haven't missed it in a long time. Um, So I do think the other side of that coin is there is going to be an appreciation for things that did become every day that are every day when, you know, pre COVID-19. Uh, Post-COVID-19, I, I absolutely do believe there's going to be, um, you know, granted people, you know, kind of get over um, the, the fear that, that may be there still. On on the grand scheme, I do think there's going to be a heightened level of excitement that's unprecedented, really.
0: Well, we don't know when that time will be. Uh, we all hope it's sooner rather than later, but that sooner might be a little farther along uh, than we know right now uh, we just don't know what the next step will be we do know that everyone's got to maintain the proper protocol to try to help us all get through this uh, Connor just tell us lastly before we let you go uh, who we should not who we should follow what platforms should we follow or are you on all of them so that we know when that podcast is has been delivered uh, to everyone I'm gonna try and be on
3: all of them. We're trying to figure out how to get it on, you know, Spotify, um, like the Apple Podcast. Uh, I'm kind of leaving that up to my producer, um, Colin Steingard, to to run point on that. I'm trying to just, you know, provide the thought and content, and he's he's gonna package it, you know, where we need to. I'll post about it on my Instagram and things like that to to keep everyone informed. But I'm, I mean, I'm excited to see where it goes.
0: What's what's the name?
3: The Connor Carrick Podcast. I spent a lot of time on it. The, How did you come up with that one? Um, it just felt natural, you know. <laughs> it felt uh, – it was organic. It was, a, it was a good fit. And I felt like it, uh, it's going to allow me to be me in, in all the facets that, you know, I can be and then all the things I want to talk about. There's going to be coffee. There's going to be, you know, hockey guests. We're going to talk food. Like, we're going to talk – it's going to be a good time. I'm excited. Yeah.
2: I think Mackenzie Blackwood needs to be one of the first few guests so that he can get a rebuttal to that shot you took. We caught it. We we're all on mute, but we we're all oh, laughing. No, 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 I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna,
3: no, no, I'm gonna get. You know, he's he's got his coming. I'm gonna, I'm gonna use this distance to my advantage that he can't get to me, um, and I'm gonna cheap shot him as often as possible. So that, this is just the, really the start for, for, for Mac Big Mac.
1: Hey Connor, just you know, before we really wrap it up, I have like a lighter hearted question because we've really been, you know, digging deep into the soul gear. But I know that, you know, your wife and you, you both like to cook. What's the best meal that maybe you've prepared together that you've had the time to do since this pause?
3: Um, she made that uh short rib ragu that I think was shared on the, the devil's podcast. I mean, that is like that's world ending she made it uh she made it one time, and, and I actually left the leftovers. I wanted them to cool off before I put them in the fridge and I left like pounds of leftovers on the kitchen counter overnight. I forgot about it, and i mean for for like weeks it would wake me up. I would think like remember you idiot that one time you left out like your favorite meal like you're so wasteful. She spent so much time on that that that's one of my favorite ones, and my birthday's coming up, so she I don't know. She better have something big cooking.
2: As you mentioned, uh, Lexi, your wife was uh, the flagship first episode of Two Minutes for Cooking on our Instagram stories. So we we'll hope to have more of those as we go along. But thank, thank her for that for us because that was a we'll lot do. of fun. we
3: Will do. I benefit too, so no problem, you know?
0: <laughs> and, and we're looking forward to the next the TikTok episode as well, the next little dance fever, whatever you just yeah, come up with. gotta see this one, Lexi. This
3: one's like like, like you know how you go out on the ski hill and it says, like, black diamond or, like, blue? This is – we're, we're getting into the into – the, this is a little outside my skill set here. I'm going to have to stretch. Take, well,
0: we're, well, we are looking forward to that. Connor, thanks very much for your time. I mean, you always are generous with it, whether it's in this format or after a practice, what have you, and you're always thoughtful in your responses. Best to you and Lexi, and we hope you see you bo- uh, to see you both real soon.
3: Me too. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Have a good rest of your day. Okay. All
0: Thanks, right. Connor. You as well. And on that note, we'll wrap things up. Amanda, continue to uh, enjoying your time with family north of Montreal.
1: Yeah, I, I didn't cut out this time. I was here That's, for the whole thing.
0: <laughs> yes. As the uh, as the thaw is coming, maybe the lines have been exposed a little bit, and we can stay connected. And and Wesky, Chris Westcott, thank you very much for your time, and uh, looking forward to
2: a chat in the near future. Yeah, thanks. It was a lot of fun.
0: All right. On on that note, we'll wrap things up. This has been the Devil's Pausecast for the entire crew, Amanda Stein and Chris Westcott. Again, thanks to Connor Carrick for joining us. I'm Matt Lachlan. We'll talk to you next time. Thanks so much for your company. Bye-bye.